ready to begin. What year is this? The year is 2020, and this is Beyond Sin. Yeah, one, two. All right. Check. Okay, so I'm just going to go. Is that cool with you? To do what? <laughs> to start the show. <clears throat> yeah, start in. <laughs> Hello? Let's keep this energy going. We're on a roll today. <laughs> well, I'm waiting for the host to begin and tell the people. What's up? Are we starting? We, we're, don't start this. Like, do a thing and then all come in. <laughs> hey there, welcome. This is not being used. Well... <laughs> Start. Okay, I'm sh- I'm quiet. I'm quiet. Hey there, welcome to the show. This is Beyond Synth, episode two hundred and fifty. And today I am joined by uh, you're going to be my co-host for this uh, episode. I am joined by Droid Bishop. Hello, welcome Andy to my show. Thanks for coming on. <laughs> Appreciate it. You are my co-host. What's your show called? I don't have a name right now. I wasn't prepared for that question. So let's. <laughs> move on yeah sorry did you not get my question list you know i always plan questions like well in advance uh they were inappropriate so uh <laughs> i don't know where i'm going with this either but uh let's just move on huh when was the last time we talked um uh, before we hit record right now we chatted for about 40 minutes of stuff that we care not to air yeah, well- <laughs> <laughs> no i mean like when was the last time we we talked before today probably when i was in canada on your birthday when we went out is that true yeah I mean, I know we did, but I'm just thinking, like, we haven't talked since then? Well, a lot's happened in the world since then. Well, like what? (laughs) A few things here and there. Total breakdown of the system. Oh, did you get a haircut? I just shaved my head, like, a month ago because there was no way to get a haircut, and my hair was just, like, constantly in my eyes while I'm trying to work, and I just buzz it off, and now it looks terrible, and I'm waiting for it to grow in. It's it's at that weird, like, stage where I look like a a little rascal or something. You know, it's kind of, like... (laughs) too long on the sides and no i got you i've been i've been doing uh, home haircuts over here home haircuts you know i got a new pair of clippers like some wireless ones because like the other clippers i've had since fucking 2001 yeah yes yeah, so i've been giving everybody haircuts i mean not my wife but i mean i i cut my son's hair and i cut my own hair and i cut my dad's hair your dad's hair yeah where's your dad living his house where we are right now. Oh, so you're with your dad. <laughs> I've been here since uh, March. Oh, you kind of... I remember you telling me that you kind of were getting out of the, the city or whatever. The aliens were taking over and... Yeah. <laughs> what i heard yes like i am going back we've just been here for a while because we could because my wife works with kids and so those facilities were closed but now they're kind of opening up again and the school year is starting better her than you i guess right well i mean uh whatever she gets i'll get covid19 yeah that that's the one the one bonus is we'll have fast internet again and the other bonus will be that we will be in uh, harm's way how are the canadians doing Not to get too in the weeds on this, but, like, they do want the kids to go back to school in the fall. So that will probably be the cause of a spike in cases or whatever. So that there'll probably be, like, a spike in the fall, and that's going to lead into flu seasons. Then that's going to be a... But, I mean, still, we're we're doing better. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Well, 
I don't know where, where we're going with this. I had a <laughs> brain freeze right there. But uh, let's move on from this bullshit. There's people listening. There are people waiting to be entertained right now. Well, look, that's what this show is all about. You know, when people write in, they say, Andy, thanks for making this show because it, uh, you know, puts a smile on my face when everything's all shitty. Yeah. So fuck COVID-19 and fuck the world. You guys rule. Let's take this into hyperspeed. Exactly. So how about this? That's when you insert hyperspeed sound. Well, okay. <laughs> this isn't that advanced of a show. I don't have sound effects to play. We can make that sound. That's post-production. There you go. <laughs> That's my Chewbacca. <laughs> I kind of blew it there at the end. No, that was great. Try it again. That's not bad. All right. Well, as long as you tell people in advance what you're doing. Yeah, exactly. It's like a joke you have to explain. Yeah. Those are the funniest <laughs> kind. <laughs> Anyways, look, let's get the show started. Listen to some music, all right? So, all right. You know what? This is an old one, but uh, I dig it. I don't think I've ever played it before. It's by D-Notive, and it's called uh, Fire in Your Eyes. I think I heard it first on the, uh, the Summoner original soundtrack, which was a short film made by a guy called... Uh, James Secker, which starred uh, Adam McNabb, and uh, this is a—it's a cool song. It's a—it's uh, brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters, the Kings of the Pattersons. We're talking about Robert D. Bishop, Chris Dance, and Mike Shima. You want to say hi to them? Hey guys, is that one person or just? That's three people. They're the Kings of the Pattersons. Oh, okay. <laughs> the Kings, glorious. Well, welcome to uh, this virtual show. You're not here, but you're here in spirit. What a lovely sentiment. Mm. Now let's listen to this track. This is "Fire in Your Eyes" by D. Notive. Hit it. Uh 
That was Denotive with fire in your eyes. Get this show started with some energy and, uh, well, that was weird, energy and, uh, yeah. But look, man, it's a fun song. Thanks for listening. I don't know why I'm thanking you. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, I don't know what's uh, going on. <laughs> as your co-host, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> you don't sign off on this? I'm joined with Droid Bishop, by the way. He's going to uh, join me today. Maybe we'll uh, debut a new song since you got uh, your album coming out in a month or so. Yeah. The official release date is undetermined, but uh, somewhere at the end of August or the beginning of September. Just getting the masters back now and then time to jump through all them hopes. Nice. But uh, yeah, we'll probably play something in a bit, so stay tuned. Don't go anywhere. <laughs> See, I like when you go into host mode. Well, that's why you brought me on here, right? What am I, some... Piece of meat? <laughs> <laughs> You're going to cut this nice and edit it nice up, you know, like a, a nice co-host appetizer, right? And everything everything's going to be clean and all these cuts and edits. Yeah, by the time I'm done, this episode will be like five minutes long, and that's like with music. Yeah, just put in all my gaps. No no actual talking, just my, my gap of silence and my, hmm, yes. <laughs> it's just, I'm just going to loop your Chewbacca impression. <laughs> So, well, let's talk then. Last time we saw each other was uh, when you were touring around with Magic Sword. I just posted a little video on Instagram from when we were uh, at that show. Oh. That's a weird thing to say to you because you were part of the show. I'll have to check that out. Well, remember, I, I think I posted a still of it one time. It was like, you know, because sometimes when I take pictures of people, I'll take video and like take the best still. Yeah, and it was blurry. Is that the one you're talking about? No, that was a different one. That was actually a picture. Are you, are you talking, you're talking about the one... I don't know what you're talking about. I'll check it out later. I'm sure <laughs> There's it a picture of you and me, magic swords in the background, and it's right at the moment where they're like, like in one of the songs. Oh, yeah, like, the bwow moment. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's all about the bwow. That's cool. Yeah, it's all about the bwow. How was that tour from your point of view? It was great. It was fun. I mean, that was my first tour for Droid Bishop. I, I've toured a lot as a guitar player for other things but uh in a way this was the best one because it was my my project going out there and 
and uh, so that was special. And Magic Sword is super cool, and we got along, and it was like a one big family out there. And you know, it could have been weird as fuck. Like, could have got out there, and they could have been. Let's let's just say the synth world has it's a sliding scale of, of on a spectrum of like what kind of person you're going to deal with. So I, I got along with the guys really well. <laughs> I don't know. Elaborate. <laughs> Name names. Well, like. <laughs> No names, just kind of like personality types. You know, like for me, I I would say I'm social and, you know, can understand situations and people. I try to carry myself as someone who gets along with people and likes to have a good time. You know, and then there's other people that are just very weird and awkward. And, you know, I didn't know these guys at all. And it could have been weird. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) Just like letting you talk. Yeah, it's fine. It's um, I rode with them in their in their van because it was just me, so they had space for me. And um, you know, like that, I've been on tour with people, and you don't get along with everyone. I just thought it it went really well, and it it could have gone horribly. And I thought it went, you know, in the best possible uh, position that it could have been in. So it was a good twelve days or something out there and really loved those guys and the, and the music and their stage show is awesome and it was just a good good time and and i i got a lot of love and support and new fans from from their crowd and uh you know it was cool coming to canada and got to hang out with you that was fun on your birthday special day yeah those are a day for a big boy a real special birthday what did we do we went there was some restaurant, I think, and got some fries and stuff, and then uh, we went to 7-Eleven. I bought you a birthday drink. Well, that's right. How quickly we forget. Well, because hey, the place was, like, closing. loser not hanging out with me. Yeah, yeah whatever. <laughs> it was a good, you know, you weren't at home. I brought you out. Yeah, that's true. And took advantage of you behind that dumpster. Hey, man. It's my favorite dumpster. And uh, anyway, it was a great tour. Well, that's good, man. I'm glad you had fun. I like... Uh, the Magic Sword guys are cool guys. Yeah, so that was cool. And then, you know, we got along so well that we did that collaboration track, worked on that over the last couple months here and there, and that finally came out, and that was well-received by people. So that was fun. That was, like, my first time finishing a collab track. I've actually started a few with, you know, I'm not going to name any names, but let's just say it just gets complicated. And this goes into what I'm talking about with personality differences. And, you know, for me... I'm pretty controlling with the way that I want something to sound artistically. And when things clash with people, and it's just kind of, I don't know. I feel like sometimes you get involved with people that aren't as driven to make something that's like, no, it has to be like perfect and great and pushed boundaries. And so it, it, when I was working with Magic Sword, that was, you know, we were both putting our best foot forward and trying to make something cool and, and it was pretty easy there was not there wasn't any like pushback for anything or well i don't like that thing and because for me my personality type when it comes to this stuff this is why i'm not in bands anymore and i just kind of do my own thing it could have gotten messy and you know bullshit happens and like oh we're not friends anymore because of that track like th- that stuff does happen you know what i mean in, in this creative world and it didn't and i'm glad because you know magic sword's sweet and sent me a Nice pair of Adidas too, as a as a gift. <laughs> Just a lucky guy. 
Well, look, man, since you brought it up, why don't we actually listen to that track right now? Hit it. This is uh, a Magic Sword and Droid Bishop collaboration. It's uh, brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters. Well, there's Jose Arbello with the 66.6. <laughs> Jose's a cool guy. Jose! My man. And then there's uh, Jacob Wick with the 4488. Jacob Wick is a cool guy. The Wick. The Wickster. (laughs) (laughs) The Wickster. (laughs) Just keep them coming. Um, Well, look, how about this? Let's keep the songs coming, all right? We're going to listen to this now. This is uh, Magic Sword and Droid Bishop with Supernova. Nova, Nova, Nova.
And that was Supernova, the Magic Sword and Droid Bishop collaboration. It was brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters. There's City Hunter with the 42. City Hunter. Hunter. What is the 42? What are are these numbers you're spouting out? Oh, that's how much they donate. Oh. Yeah, I started a Patreon actually. Yeah, I followed your lead a little bit on the on the Patreon thing and I didn't want I didn't want to do it just as a one-way street of just kind of getting something for myself. I, I tried to make it something that was worth supporting and so it's cool. I've got I've got a few good ones and it's a nice little crew of people you can kind of bounce bounce off some like private ideas with like hey, what do you think of this artwork or you know, here's a unreleased song and so it's cool. I like that and you know, I just got to make sure that they feel appreciated so I understand. City Hunter 42. <laughs> Way to go. Patreon's an interesting thing. It's a little trickier for artists because when you're a musician, you see, because with what I do with this show, right, like there's literally like new episodes that come out like every week. And so every week there's like, you know, a two hour show, like there's a constant stream of stuff. And there's also constant like recognition. Like I'm always, you know, shouting out because I obviously I'm super appreciative for all these people who uh, who support the show and stuff like this. And it's a little trickier when you're a musician because it's like you already have a relationship with your audience as opposed, you know what I mean? Like if people go like, yeah, he puts out, you know, an album once a year and then I throw him 10 bucks for the album. And so it's tricky when you also want to say, hey, give me a certain amount of money every month. Then you have to sort of yeah. figure out a reason why that makes sense for a person. For sure. And that was the tricky part. And, and I'm still figuring it all out. It's easy to overextend yourself. Yeah. And to be like, well, here's what I can do for you. And then it's you have to maintain that. And I've been like hard at work trying to wrap up my album for the last like month or two. And so some of the content gets a little by the wayside. I was a little more consistent before that. And but I explained to my patrons that, uh, you know, I'm just trying to finish this thing and but, you know, we're still peppering things here, you know, content for them. But there are some things that's always on my mind, like, hey, you got to update that that playlist that's supposed to be a special thing of unreleased tracks and so you know i could say definitely the last thing i want to do is take advantage of someone and promise things and take their money and not and not deliver so it is a tricky thing and but most people are pretty cool and understanding and and you know if they stick around long enough like i'll make it worth their while like hey sorry for the crickets the last month like here's (laughs) this for free or here's you know whatever just you know but i can understand if someone was like fuck this guy where's my shit the thing is though because i've made so many changes over the years to my patreon so like at first you you want to promise more than you can and then when you end up overextending like you're talking about and you don't produce anything properly you know then that doesn't work either like because when i first started doing it i was literally making videos for people like thank you videos and that was even for like lower tier donor it was like ten dollar donors would get like these thank you videos and then i like i think i had that for like a year but then it just became apparent like well this is unsustainable like i like it just it's so much work to produce those things but i mean you can like adapt i mean what i've noticed is if people like you like they want to support you you know what i mean like they want to make sure you just keep going and keep making more stuff because i mean for the awesome people who like who support beyond synth during this fucking situation we're in right now like i haven't been like i used to have it down to a schedule where it's like you know mondays i drop a new episode in the morning or whatever but then i've had 
a few instances of like anxiety issues and stuff that have fucking just made it where I couldn't focus and I couldn't work properly and they've been really understanding like I didn't have people going like how come the fucking thing was like a day late like fuck you like they're really understanding and they're just happy that the thing's still coming out and that you know things are still being made so I think Patreon's kind of it's also a sort of different kind of relationship it's like it is with people who really just want they want to support you you know what I mean yeah it's not like someone who paid for a piece of merchandise from your store and didn't get it and they're like that's that's okay I just want to support you they're like where's my fucking t-shirt yeah 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 <laughs> yeah no, it's a different thing but this is kind of like well you know the bonus stuff the stuff that we're getting is cool but I'm I'm here you know a lot of these people are like you said I'm here to support you and so you keep doing what you're doing and which is cool there are some really great people out there that are my patrons and you know you're just kind of blown away sometimes by the support or things that they contribute or how much merch they purchase from you so i'm I'm appreciative of the fans and the and the patrons you say patreons or patrons like it is a patreon but they're patrons right yeah i also call them patterson's because i had uh one of my listeners was this french guy and he wrote this letter one time and he was saying i think he he offered to make some artwork or something because he's like you know i'm not he said i don't have enough money to be like one of your other patterson's and he called them patterson's and then from that point on i just found that so funny so i just started calling them patterson's officially and you publicly uh, humiliated him yeah <laughs> i brought him down anyway look speaking of bringing people down let's bring people down some new music or some cool i don't know if this is new uh what, what am i gonna play here i got a track here from quixotic from the album flamingo drive-in this was just a cool song it came up in my playlist and i'm like this is awesome and i want to listen to it so that's what we're gonna do and i would like to uh, do a quick shout out to the hugh hefna the hugh hefna i don't know why i added a the there hugh hefna and lucas ceballos in the 2666 club you guys are awesome and uh thank you for your support and now we are going to listen to this track by Quixotic. This is Dust to Dust. Thank you. 
And that was Dust to Dust by Quixotic. And that is a fucking cool song from the album Flamingo Drive-In. And it was brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters in the $25 Club. There's Clint Dowling, Jimmy the Hutt, Alex Seligson, and A Star Apart. You guys are pretty cool guys. And I'm, uh... I'm back here with Droid Bishop, who's joining me today as co-host. Hello. Thanks for having me on your show, Andy. Really appreciate it. Thanks for being here. You're welcome. You're a cool guy. Well, I appreciate the kind words. (laughs) I I love stopping by Beyond Synth and saying hello to all the beautiful people out there. So, welcome aboard the Andrew Last spaceship. Yeah, man. It's funny that you should say that, because I'm working on a project right now where that's the premise. Really? Mm Mm-hmm. Well... That's what I do. Read minds. Are you willing to share the blueprints of this story? Well, I think once I get back to the city and high-speed internet, uh, I want to try and do more kind of live streaming shows. I kind of want to make it like it's a little TV show sort of. So it's not going to be on the same set, like the Beyond Synth, the real Beyond Synth set. It's going to be on like a different one. And so I, I think I want to go for like a spaceship motif, like I'm in the cockpit of a spaceship. Nice. I like what I'm hearing. But it's still just going to be just me talking. Garbage? Yes, yes. I mean, a great <laughs> idea. Yeah. No, it's true. Great it entertainment. It is true. Because <laughs> the, the problem is I, um, I still have videos that I'm editing from like last year. Like interviews I did at Outland. I just put out an interview I did with FM84 and Ollie Ride and and Josh Daly, and that was from the week before Outland <laughs> from last year. I put a lot of work into those stupid edits, but like no one really watches my YouTube channel, and so I gotta start allocating my resources to the proper place. You know what I mean? Because I just feel like I, I'll put in so much work into a video, and then like no one watches it, and I'm like, I could have made like four extra episodes of Beyond Synth, like the time it took to make this video. Actually, more, way more. And so I kind of still want to do video content, but I want to do stuff that's maybe a little easier for me to make and a little more direct. And so I kind of want to do more sort of live stream kind of stuff. Let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. In the Beyond Synth set, you're at a desk, right? Yeah. Are you wearing pants during this? Yes, but not always pants that match the suit. So there's been a few times where I was wearing like pajama bottoms. Do you ever think that you could totally not be wearing pants and it doesn't matter and that you know this and no one else does and you feel powerful knowing that? You know what though? I'm not one of those people who's more comfortable without pants. Well, you should try it. Do one of your shows without pants. Don't tell me which one and I'll ask. <laughs> the problem is if I can look down and be reminded about like the size of my dink, it doesn't make it doesn't fill me with confidence. So it's like it's not something that like makes me feel proud about myself or powerful in any way. I, I, I challenge you to uh, take on this endeavor and that's up to you whether you want to fly that ship or not but uh i welcome you to try this and i'd like to take a guess at which episode maybe i'll put a little webcam underneath so that there's like fucking like crotch cam yeah but then we would know <laughs> so the whole thing is to not know all right but all only right. you know anyway back to uh back to the important stuff right? yeah <laughs> no this is important what have you been doing just enjoying myself in in the uh, in the isolation it's allowed me to just kind of lock myself in my studio and just work and it's kind of a double-edged sword for me in the world because there are tons of people that have been affected negatively by it and I'm totally not ignorant or, or oblivious to that and and totally my heart goes out to some of those more uh, negatively affected people but for me it's it's been 
uh, time to just focus and there's nothing distracting me there's no the world's not saying you need to get out and do this and you need to be playing shows and all that there's nothing that can be done out there so i've just turned it on its head and tried to make it a positive and for me it's been great to be working on the things like my album and getting better at, at uh, my artistic stuff i like to do with graphic design and just trying to better my myself and my intellectual universe so it's been cool for me i don't know what it's been like for you you've got kids and so i don't know <laughs> if that's driving you up the wall yeah i was hoping to be more productive to be honest with you but i have some anxiety uh, things that crop up from time to time. And unfortunately, when uh, weird world events happen, it seems to cause my anxieties to increase. So sometimes it just means I can be kind of distracted or not as focused as I'd like to be, you know. But I mean, I've still been going. Like, the show's still been going. And I've still like been. Like, what? Like, fear of the world imploding? Yeah. Sometimes it's a little stressful, you know? So what I like to do is to uh, not think about it and uh, listen to great music and... Uh, well, I'd like to remind you about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah just play the damn song. <laughs> Let's get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get in that spaceship. Well, look, how about this? Speaking of music, let's listen to some, all right? Yeah. I got another track here. Let's talk. Here, there's a little track from Dr. Digital, all right? And uh, it's brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters in the $25 Club. I'm talking about you, Restless Nights, and you, Tim Carlton, and Johnny Five, and Kempson. You guys are pretty cool guys. You rock. And uh, let's listen to this track from uh, Dr. Digital. This is Starshift. From this distant vantage point, the Earth might not seem of any particular interest. But for us, it's different. Consider again that dot. That's here. That's home. That's us. On it, everyone you love, everyone you know, everyone you ever heard of, every human being who ever was, lived out their lives. The aggregate or joy and suffering. Thousands of confident religions, ideologies, and economic doctrines. Every hunter and forager, every hero and coward, every creator and destroyer of civilization, every king and peasant,
corrupt morals, every corrupt politician, every superstar, every supreme leader, every saint and sinner in the history of our species lived there on the boat of dust suspended in a sunbeam. The earth is a very small stage in a vast cosmic arena. And that was Starshift by Dr. Digital. And that was a cool track. That was uh, brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters in the $25 club. There's Martin Larby, Gregorio Franco, Blake Peterson, and Ken Giroux. And we're back. Beyond Synth, I'm here with Droid Bishop, just shooting the shit. Shit will be shooting. Shit will be shot. I shot my shit already, so... (laughs) What is happening right now? I don't know. We're losing our minds. So the point is that you have been able to remain creative during this time, which is a good thing. Yeah, it's it's been good. And I'll just say this kind of off topic, but I'm glad for me personally that I stopped drinking and doing drugs and all this stuff like a few years ago and not it's not something I had to do during this thing because I don't know what it'd be like and I can you know I start to think like what are these people fucking going out for and all this stuff and I might be one of those stupid people throwing caution to the wind so I can get my my booze on down at the old watering hole Mm -hmm. and uh, not doing what I need to be doing so I think that would be really hard for me to be doing all that now and I know people are out there kind of struggling with that shit so I I feel you out there I support you we all need something to take our minds off the world regardless of what's happening now the world is 
you know, historically a piece of shit a lot of the times, and <laughs> that's why we have music and movies and all this stuff yes. to escape. This is nothing new for me, you know. This is nothing new for the world. It's just it's just one chapter of the shit show that we're trying to escape. But it's also like hitting us hard, you know, in our time of history. So for me, I wanted to really delve into like how can I make more escapist moments in the music and the art I'm working on because I know we all need that. And so it's been good for me. And and like I said, I know there's other people in different situation. We're all hit in different ways from the current world we live in but uh i feel like i've been blessed by the universe to kind of like hey you know here are some things you can work on take your mind off this and through that i want to give it back to people who need the escape so it's all this circle of creativity and sharing and escapism so i'm looking forward to getting the music out soon and and hopefully take people away for those moments you know like you everyone has anxious moments and anxiety of what's going to happen you know what is what is tomorrow bringing what's happening right now and so i'm I'm pretty stoked on that and and hope that some of these tunes can make people get off of this planet for a moment speaking of that like just side note of music i've been getting so into new age music from the 80s the most commercial one would be like tangerine dream i love tangerine dream oh yeah but there's so many things i'm discovering of like you just sit down and or i go for a drive or i'm like working in photoshop on stuff and i'll just play these playlists of like you know these songs are like 10 15 minutes of these journeys through synth and space and honestly like the most free and happy that i feel a lot of the times and it just kind of reminds me of being a child or you know before you really see how hard and difficult the world is and i've really been thinking of why people like us our age like things from the 80s or like the sounds and the colors and to me it's because it reminds me of subconsciously it's like we're we're kids because these are the sounds we heard on the sunday movie like on TV, the the 80s soundtrack and like all the things. Like I was born in 1985, so it's not like I was 10, 15 years old in the 80s, but everything we watched as children or whatever was reruns or things from five to 10 years ago. So like everything that I know, music, movies, all have like some 80s tinkle of a synth or something like that. And I think subconsciously that's why we all like this stuff so much i don't know if you would agree on that or yeah no definitely we um i've been reading some articles but i need to i need to read more so i can be more authoritative on the subject but uh your tastes are sort of molded by the stuff you're exposed to when you're young and i think there's like a magical age of like you know when when you really start discovering music like a lot of your favorite bands that you listen to once you're like you know 12 to 14 or whatever like will be just your favorite things for the rest of your life like there's certain ages obviously that's uh that's affected by what's in the environment around you and stuff like that like you mentioned how like you're born in 85 and so really you end up being a kid in like the 90s and we've talked about this on the show before like does that make you more of a 90s kid than an 80s kid but I was born in 81 and like I feel like I absorbed a lot of the shit that was around me just the music and movies and stuff and a lot of my favorite things just happened to be from that time period you know but you could argue like I was fucking four years old like did I really know 
that this stuff was around, but anyone who says like, well, kids don't remember things and all that, that's fucking garbage because if they didn't remember anything at a kid, they wouldn't learn to talk till they were seven years old. Do you know what I mean? Like you you learn how to speak when you're young because you're remembering things and picking it up and learning how to speak. I get what you're saying with the 12 and 13. Like there are tons of stuff that I got into then that I'm like into now, but there's something more subconsciously that it's not like when I was between five and 10 watching you know, Back to the Future and all these Terminator, all the all these eighties things that I'm like, ooh, check out that synth sound. I really like that. That's not what I'm thinking, but my brain is taking that in. And it's like, ooh, that's associating with this movie and these moods that I that I relate to and, and yeah, like I was ten years old in nineteen ninety five and would watch and experience things that, you know, I saw. Independence Day with Will Smith when it came out in 95, 96. But the same week, I'd probably be watching the movie on Sunday afternoon that's from 1989 or something. You know, it's like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. The rerun age is like five to ten years of things that are on like free-to-air TV or, you know, cable movies. So you're living in two parallel universes of, yes, I'm living in 1995... But I'm also experiencing a lot of like music and things, you know, like things my parents would listen to or, you know, movies and culture that came a decade before. So you're almost living through a lens of an era because I hear tons of people saying like no one no, no one remembers that the 80s was like a lot of ways te- a terrible decade. You know, it's not just like sunshine and, you know, saturated colors. I think that was, you know, this other part. Well, there's also laser grids, all right? If you factor in laser grids, then that is everything. It, no, exactly. And suns, uh, gradient suns, and that's, that's everything. <laughs> but uh, living through a lens of what was, I totally accept that. But through that lens is another universe that it's in my mind. And that's where I feel the most happy and free and explorative, you know, like, of, of the possibilities are endless and it's another planet I like to go to a dimension that's an escape from reality if that's what it is but the reality in my mind is a reality too you know what I mean like so, something I've created a dimension where these sounds or this music or these ideas and that shit's real just because it's in your mind or you know I don't like the whole idea of like well you need to be more realistic or you don't live in reality like a, a movie star or something or a rock star who doesn't have a regular job and you know well they don't live in reality it's like yeah they do they live in their reality that they've created and just because there's the majority of you being part of the machine 9 to 5 cog life that doesn't mean that theirs isn't a reality do you know what I mean I, I've, I've gone off the rails here <laughs> <laughs> this is good stuff. It's fun. I like just letting you talk. You just let me go there. It's like uh, we're in a therapy session. But look, yeah. we got to listen to some more music, all right? Okay. Well, after you've just gone through all this, I'm literally just about to play a song that is very silly. This is uh, from Alpha Chrome Yeo from the album 19th Hole. Ooh. And this one just got stuck in my head. It's got this uh, robot lady British voice who's just talking about getting seduced by a guy playing golf. And it's uh, brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters. Well, there's Ashley Keegan with the 2049. Andy's Laugh with the 20. And uh, 
Yeah, shit, let's just listen to the song, all right? This is Alpha Chrome Yayo with In the Clubhouse, and then in brackets, After Hours. Yeah. Hey, maybe this is a little forward, but I've noticed you around the links. I've seen the way you look at me, too. Those stolen glances across the water hazard. Eyes burning with passion in the pro shop, and I just... I want you to take me to the clubhouse. After Hours. your membership card. And that was In the Clubhouse After Hours by Alpha Chrome Yayo. And that was brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters. Well, there's Ethan Bobson Dugnut Hennings. Hold on. I keep forgetting this. I got to click on it. Ethan Bobson Dugnut Hennings, a.k.a. The Real Sonny Crockett with a 1986. And Rachel Buchelman with a 1985. And Morat with a 1984. You guys are awesome. And I just, as I said, I put out that... Uh, video interview I did with uh, FM84 and Ollie Ride and Josh Daly and then Rachel Buchman commented and she's like I didn't see my name in the credits for like the Patreon supporters and so I got all worried I'm like oh fuck did I forget because I actually spend a lot of time on the credits and then people in my discord are like oh I didn't realize I never watched the credits and I'm like man like I literally spend so much time on the credits of all the episodes because I want to make sure I don't forget anybody's names and stuff and so <laughs> And it turns out nobody watches them. Oh. But of course, Rachel's name was in the credits, and it was at the very top of the list on the second page. So just goes to show that if you think, I forgot about you, I didn't. Hey, I watched the credits. Yeah. I watch most of the credits in movies, whether I've seen it or not, or in the theater. I wait until I see that last, you know, the the MPAA or whatever, like the number movie yeah. that it is. You know, I always get a kick out of seeing what, what number movie that is, and... And, uh, you know, I like the credits. I like uh, seeing who did things. and But it's part of the movie. 
I like the big list at the end of superhero films where it just goes on for 10 minutes of all the fucking special oh, effects artists. And, and just like, like how yeah. many companies outsourced and mm-hmm. that shit's endless. And that's why I think it's important to pick a fucking good song in the credits. How many times you're watching a movie and like the tone just shifts Oh yeah, with the, with the credit music. And it's like, what? That always feels like a contractual obligation. No, for sure. Like, you know, it's like at the end of the Spider-Man movies when it'll play like a Nickelback song. Yeah. And it's just like, what does this have to do with the rest of the film I just watched? Yeah, it's a cross promotion probably from, it's a Sony band on a Sony movie thing or, you know, whatever, whatever it is. But but sometimes there, when you're watching an older movie, sometimes that music supervisor doesn't know what the hell they're doing. And like, this will work, right? <laughs> I like I like that character, the music supervisor. He's like, this will work, right? Yeah, this is going to work, right? Yeah. <laughs> right? But uh, yeah, I like, the, I like the credits. You know, the credits are part of the charm. It's part of the movie. I saw an amazing video on YouTube that made me laugh. Have you ever watched, you know, those Masterclass videos, right? Yeah. I think they're a joke, but that's fine. I mean, I always get the one for, like, Dead Mouse and the one for Hans Zimmer. Yeah, when he's like, oh, it's like a question, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so that... <laughs> There's a parody one on YouTube that is amazing. <laughs> Actually, a few people have done them, but there's one that's the best. They dub in just weird, like, synth fart noises whenever he, like, presses the keys down. <laughs> in music, you're basically having a conversation. It's a question. It's an answer. Ooh, it's a bit of a dodgy question here. Bit of a dodgy question. <laughs> I love that fucking ad. I've seen it so can, many times. I can imagine it now. Because I've seen that trailer so many times. I can tell you everything you need to know in one word. Batman. Speaking of Batman, did you ever watch the uh, the 1992 animated series? Yeah, man. Fucking Amazon. Someone porch pirated my fucking thing when I ordered the Blu-rays from Amazon. And then someone fucking stole them before I had time to get them well uh i can't help you there well i mean i got a refund but i mean it's yeah fuck those people there's a cool documentary i just watched it last night on on youtube about the making of that series i think it's called heart of batman or something just type it in there's like almost two hours and oh and uh makeup and vanity set does the music Mm -hmm. i was like the whole time i was like this is some pretty cool synth stuff and i waited till the credits (laughs) and i got the information i'm looking for I, I loved that series, and and that's kind of going into what I was talking about before. You know, I was probably between seven and ten or something when that was when that was on, and you know, always always liked Batman. Even watched the the Adam West stuff. Um, this was you know as far back as I can remember. But and it's not like I took note of this series being like. Wow, this is great, you know, film noir, art deco construction, and like, wow, this score is great. Now that I'm watching it now and taking those notes, you're like, oh, I can see why I'm so into some of that stuff now because of what I was exposed to. But I just think that 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 series was so cool when you look back at what was kind of going on in other animation that was like whack and like just silly and stupid. And it's not just for children on Saturday morning. And, you know, that's what happens when you take a chance. And while we think kids would like this and we're proud of it as adults, like making it. And that's why I think Brendan Stimpy is a great show. Because it was like four kids, you could get away with it being for kids, but it's really not a kids show. If you think about some of that, the humor and the weird animation, 
But yeah, you should watch that documentary on the the Batman series. Yeah, no, it's on the Blu-ray because I was I've been meaning to have uh, Makeup and Vandy said back on the show. I wanted to do a show with him, and he did a collaboration with a female artist called uh, You Drive. What the hell was her name? Jasmine Cassett, I think. And I wanted to have them on, but then we never worked out the fucking thing. Because I knew I was going to talk to him about that. Because I was like, oh, it's so cool that he did the fucking music for that thing. Oh, so it's on the Blu-ray. Okay. So I should shut my mouth, is what you're saying. No, no. You knew about it. (laughs) And here I am, like a goddamn fool. Shut up, dummy. Don't you know? (laughs) I tell you what. What? I'm not going to tell you to shut up, but I am going to tell you to be quiet for uh, approximately... Three minutes and 37 seconds while we listen to this track from an artist called Fused, which uh, is brought to you by my awesome uh, Patreon supporters in the $15 Club. There's Prophet of Jupiter, Six Mill, Gus Velichek, Hampus ML, and Chatterack. And uh, you guys will uh, dig this. This is Fused with Never Let Me Go.
And that was Never Let Me Go by Fused. And uh, that was brought to you uh, by my awesome Patreon supporters. Of course, there's Mads Baron Christensen, and we will never forget the immortal Chris Lyalane. And I am back here with Droid Bishop. We're just having a good time talking about Batman and where we get our inspiration from and synth. All that fun stuff. So what's going on? You're talking about uh, working on graphic design. Are you part of the Adobe Creative Cloud? No, I just have the... Uh, I mean, I did the trial for that earlier in the year to to just mess around with After Effects, which was fun, but I didn't want to spend all the money on the cloud. But uh, I don't know. I spend like 10 bucks a month on Photoshop, and that's one of my best investments, I think, because... Out of necessity, a year ago, I wanted to, you know, rebrand, I guess, if you will, like come up with a different logo, uh, kind of rebranding. That's not, that's, yeah. that's what I <laughs> Explain rebranding. Let me tell you, reinvent myself. And I hit up a few people like, hey, how much would this cost to come up with a logo? And n- no disrespect to anyone that I hit up because as an artist and a musician myself like any number that was thrown at me is i don't have a problem with it i'm like that sounds about right and you should charge that for your work but for me i took a moment thinking that maybe i can learn how to do some of this stuff and by no means am i like as good as some of these people that i you know aspire to be you know someone like chrome and lightning i love that guy's work and you know some of the airbrush looking stuff people are doing it's super cool and and uh but i just thought like my my motto is always uh like apply yourself before you call customer support on something that's not working why don't you google the question and see what pops up like apply yourself always before you ask like hey where's the where's the scissors why don't you look in a fucking couple of drawers before you ask someone? Do you know what I mean? Like, just apply yourself. I know this is a metaphor, but I literally made my wife go to Walmart and buy more scissors the other day because I can never find the damn scissors. Because you didn't apply yourself. Yeah, I'm like, dude, if we just get more scissors, then there always has to be scissors around. Like, there just has to be. If you get scissors, they'll always be gone in your world, right? <laughs> I live in a scissorless world. A scissorless world. But anyway, you know... Apply yourself is kind of my motto. And I thought, hey, why don't you give this a shot? Why don't you give it a shot? If, if you're shit at it, you know, then pony up the, the money and pay someone to do it. But I watched some YouTube videos on, on basic, like, designing of certain things I wanted to learn. And that kind of trickled down into getting better and better. And over the year, I've just learned more. And, and it's also a great investment when, you know... I'm a I'm an artist musician, but I, I am a brand and a business in a sense, and you have to always be updating things. And oh, this thing's coming out. I need artwork for that, or I need like to make an ad for that. And the amount of money you would have to spend for each time, like hitting someone else up, being like, "Hey, can you make this ad real quick? Can you mock up this thing? Can I get three color options for that?" That stuff's frustrating. And if you can learn to do things yourself and do them do them well, if you're if they're not going to be good, just you know then you're gonna have to pay someone so yeah i've gotten into that and and uh just i'm actually launching this 
parallel shirt company with my at, on my Shopify merch store, my Jordan Bishop store, um, for other designs of like you know retro inspired stuff. It's not necessarily a Droid Bishop shirt or whatever it's just kind of the stuff that we the, the aesthetic that we like but yeah so getting more into design and learning things about that I, I think is super interesting and it stimulates the same part of my brain when I'm working um, like on music and you know I'll just put on some of those those new age albums I was talking about before some Tangerine Dream or I just found this cool one called Wave Star and I think the album's Moonbeam or something from 1987 nice. <laughs> you just get lo- you just get lost in these things and, and you know I'm like creating stuff and you're creating little universes on your computer and I just love that stuff I love I love my computer you know I know that's like weird and nerdy but I fucking love my computer <laughs> Hey, man, I love my computer, too. But you know what else I love uh, is uh, listening to cool music. So how about we listen to some, and then uh, we will we'll keep talking. So I got this message uh, from one of my Patreon supporters. Of course, if you donate in the $25 club, you can request songs, and no one ever does it. Well, almost no one, because Jimmy the Hutt sent me a message last month and uh, <laughs> requested a bunch of songs, and I completely forgot to do it. So I'm going to pick one of them now. He gave me some choices. Uh, Jimmy says, Hey, just been listening to the latest shows. Great work as always. I forgot that we could request songs, so thanks for the reminder. I have a couple of suggestions, so take your pick. Whichever takes your fancy, or if you love them all, then feel free to play them all. I won't tell. And then he gave me a bunch of choices here, and I'm going to pick the Hello Meteor track, because I don't think I've played a track of Hello Meteors in a while. He says, uh, Thanks again for the great show. I know it's a cliche, but it has been a great help in these ducked-up times. I don't know if you actually meant to write ducked up, but I'm uh, fine with it. And uh, look, so let's listen to this track, all right? This is a, a request from Jimmy the Hutt. This is Breeze Bay by Hello Meteor.
And that was Hello Meteor with the track Breeze Bay. That was a request from Jimmy the Hutt, but it's also brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters. Uh, We've got a new patron this week in the $5 Club. I'm talking about Christopher Hudson. Christopher Hudson, you're a cool guy. Thanks for supporting the show, and I hope you are having a lovely day. And I would also like to report that Caffeinated Pixels has upgraded their support. That's right, Caffeinated Pixels is now in the Triple Six Club, the Donation of the Beast. I think I might actually uh, give a shout out to you guys uh, later in the show, but Caffeinated Pixels, thank you for upgrading your support. Uh, he also wrote me a letter, but I will, uh, I'll read that on, uh, on the next episode. But speaking of which, I'm back here with Droid Bishop. We're having a good time. He's just mentioned how much he loves his computer. And uh, and I got to agree, man. I mean, like, I love my computer, too. But what I've been trying to do lately is sort of uh, compartmentalize uh, because I, uh, I'm i just so easily distracted. And so I've actually set up my main work computer now to be a computer that's, like, not actually really connected to the Internet, like, only when I have to. Yeah. So, like, if I'm recording the podcast, I'll plug in the cable to, like, have Internet access while I record, but then I disconnect it. And then... I've sort of offloaded like regular web browsing and that sort of stuff to like sort of a laptop because what I what I've discovered is besides being like distracted the thing that frustrates me about technology or at least like modern technology is that everything is in the same device so like you know when you're younger say you're making music so there's something really cool okay about the fact that your computer has everything in it and you can do everything with it but there's also something that because you can do all those things, you focus less on, like, the individual task itself. Like, if you had, instead of a soft synth in your music program, you literally just had, like, a big Korg keyboard, right? The thing is, that's all you could do with it is make music. You know, you're, you can't also browse the web with your keyboard or send text or do whatever, right? Like, it's only, a, it's only an instrument. I don't know, I have this weird nostalgia for a time where we have, like, single-use devices... I don't want that shit. Obviously, there's stuff outside, and there's a whole other world and all that stuff, but there's no limit here on, on my computer or my phone. Let, let's say the computer more because I can do more creative things that I want to do. Any moment I have a like a question, that same device has a web browser that I'm already kind of maybe open in the background. Boom, how do I do this? Is a question. Exactly. Bit of a dodgy question. It's a question, yeah. But you know, like I, I don't I don't understand the whole like well I'm not saying this is what you're saying, but I probably wouldn't be able to do what I what I want to do or or have gone down the routes that I've gone to well, let me just learn how to use Photoshop or learn how to do graphic design. If everything was analog, like just like studio wise twenty, thirty years ago, it'd be like, well, I wouldn't just be like working on tunes and you know you'd have to like have everything written and then pay for the studio and you know the graphic design stuff i saw some documentary on the history of graphic design and how hard that shit was for graphic designers to like you know have their whole their station and all the the, the paper and the glue and cutting things out and layering in real analog life and kudos to the i think that in in the positive it the cream rises to the top in those situations because not everyone can do it and you're going to be like well this is really what i am good at and need to do so i'm going to 
put the effort in and i think it's an opposite way of anyone can do these things today so there's a lot of garbage getting pushed out there but i like to firmly believe that i'm not in the garbage category and at least i'm trying to do things that are cool and have merit you know anyone who's like oh i'd rather it be analog you know you'd rather it be hard you want it to be hard i don't believe in working harder i believe in working smarter and you get more done and it's just easier mm. I, the, the the headaches and the frustration of like why isn't this piece of gear working and how many cables are plugged into it like which i don't know it's just make my fucking life easy on the tech side because it's hard work doing this stuff in your mind you know when they when they were when Jurassic Park came out and and the people were nervous. Some of the artists like, well, now we're out of a job and all this stuff. And it's not like that CGI had a button to, that just pressed and and a dinosaur appeared. There's still so much work you have to do in your mind. You know, like people get on on the case of well, people are just using tracks live and you know no one's playing their instruments. Like yeah, but they created this music in the studio. That's hard work. I don't give a fuck if some DJ is just standing there. If he's got an awesome light show and he's spent the time making cool songs for that concert, he's done. He's worked hard. That's how I. That's how I feel about everything. Well, whatever I do when one of my guests has a, a philosophical disagreement with me, is I cut them off and we listen to more music. Let's do it. <laughs> I do agree with what you're saying. I think there's a there's a nuanced argument here. Maybe we'll we'll continue this conversation because I agree. Oh, it's fine. I got my point. And you agree, therefore. Well, because <laughs> there is something about the accessibility, which has obviously given birth to this whole scene, which is what I love. Is like obviously I love synthwave, and I love this this whole aesthetic, and this stuff does fuel me, and and uh, it's important to me. So obviously the accessibility is incredibly important. Um, but look, man, listen, we're gonna listen to some music, and then we'll keep talking about it. So here is a track. I think this is pronounced Frankie, but it's F R A N C C I. If there's a double C, is that a K sound or a CH sound? Is this Frankie or Franchi? If it's Italian, I think that's a CH. You think? I think. I'll go with the CH, but you can correct me if I'm wrong. Just write me a letter and let me know. This is a friend. No, I think that's a I think that's a K sound. Sorry. Okay, I'll go with the K sound then. I'll go with whatever the consensus is, all right? This is uh, Frankie or Frankie. I don't know what it'd be. I'll say Frankie right now. And uh, Flavio Labar. And this is a track called Prismatics. It's brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters in the $10 Club. Fraser Davidson, Catstronaut84, Lucas Smith, Energon Cubes, and Slade. And uh, this is uh, Frankie and Flavio Labar with prismatics.
And that was Prismatics by Frankie and Flavio Labar. Brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters in the $10 Club. Watch Clark, Neverman, Pudnuts, Joshua Winter, and Pump Action Foreskin. And I am back with the Droid Bishop. Pump Action Foreskin. <laughs> That's the winner for the day. <laughs> That's everyone's foreskin. favorite. It's solid. Solid to you, sir, who came up with that name. So we're uh, we're just talking about uh, computers and their advantages and disadvantages and to creativity. And here's the thing, because we're sort of talking about two different things. With computers, obviously the accessibility is key, and it's so much easier for getting the ball rolling and starting any project, like musically. Like obviously VSTs are a lot more convenient than literally dragging out another keyboard or some sort of rack synth where you have to like run cables to it and stuff. Like I totally understand why you're talking about about the lack of focus you're able to have yes. which that's a personality thing yeah 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 that's a character trait like if if you can't have two things going at once like if you're only taking one subject at school you're going to be better at that and they're not worrying about these five other things that that's kind of what you're saying which i agree if that's your personality type and i do think it's true on some level if you're going to be better at the guitar if you're only learning the guitar and you're not learning drums and piano at the same time. Is that kind of what you're saying? Like, if you had a music studio and your computer wasn't connected to the internet, then yeah, I, I granted, if you're sitting there, you go, I have a question, and is an answer, and you go to fucking Google. The thing is, as long as you know that that option is always there... It's always going to be this weird conduit to distraction, whereas like if you're just, and I'm saying for me personally, those distractions do affect me. So when I'm at my computer, even when I think I'm doing useful work, so let's say I'm making a video and I'm like, oh, somebody brought up Shang Tsung. Oh, I can just pop off to Google Images, type in Shang Tsung, get a picture of Shang Tsung, drag him into my video. Uh, great. Except when I go to Google to type in Shang Tsung, the second you open up the browser, you get like the news feed, right? And then there'll be some shitty article that might grab my attention, right? Where you've been eating spaghetti wrong your whole life. And then all of a sudden I'm reading an article about why I don't prepare spaghetti correctly. Of course, it's 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 a rabbit hole that you can go down. I get what you're saying. If there was no browser, you just have to focus on the task at hand and... You are right. I can't argue that you're wrong. I just think that we all have our disciplines. I get distracted too and like, oh, let me just read this article real quick as well or whatever. But I'd rather the option be there and to work on my own discipline rather than the encyclopedia of the world being gone from my machine that I cherish. Yeah, like I'm not saying don't use it. That's why I said like when I sort of offloaded my web browsing and all that stuff to the laptop, the point was that obviously the internet is an incredibly useful tool, but when every device I have in my house does everything, it's making things less special. Like even like video game emulators. It's the same problem I have with Netflix and all this other stuff. It's like if I just had a Super Nintendo sitting there with Mario World as the only cartridge, then I know, oh, I want to go play Mario World. Now, obviously, it's great to have every game ever made on your computer, but at the end of the day, what I end up doing, just like everyone does with Netflix or whatever, is I just go through the list. And so I have emulators on my computer where at any point I can play any Super Nintendo game ever made, and instead I just scroll through the list. And then I end up doing what I do all the time. I play the first fucking world in Donkey Kong Country, and then I shut it off. 
For sure. Yeah, I totally hear what you're saying. I do like the convenience of things and but like what you're talking about Netflix and all the streaming music and stuff. It is great that you can do that, but you're right that there's something and and this is why I'm glad we're kind of on this cusp of generational things where like we grew up kind of analog into digital and like I loved going to Blockbuster and the video store or going to the record store and you'd have to like you'd have to commit you know what I mean? Like, is this the movie we're renting? This is it. Like, you can't just shut it off 20 minutes. If it's garbage, you're watching the whole thing because that's what you got. And uh, to me, those days are gone and not in some grandpa way. Like, wow, it was better than back in my day. But like, th- those were fun moments. And you're right. It's less special when there's more options and everything's at your fingertips. But hey, we can't go back and I won't live in the past in that sense and i'm just stoked that anything you want to learn this is more coming from an intellectual knowledge is power search for truth kind of thing i like learning and we have the tools at our fingertips to know anything we want to know to learn how to do anything we want to know and i like to use that as a gift for bettering my life and rather than using it as a distraction or you know i think people just fucking use their phones and all this stuff to like just be distracted like what do you care about what other fucking person is doing with their day like i don't give a shit <laughs> you know we just spend our time on social media and like looking at someone else's fucking probably fake ass life anyway social media is a fucking failure it's garbage and i use it for things i have to do in my creative endeavors and i enjoy like sharing cool things like you know we we share the same aesthetic and things like that or something that's interesting and cool but i can't get on board with just being distracted by other people's fucking lives and staying up with the news is is like fine and dandy like it's not it's i guess it's not good to live under a rock all the time but like guess what it's always going to be bad news there's always going to be something else out there that's like now now these people are dead and this building exploded and blah 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 and it's like shut up for one second like can we just like be quiet and like learn some new shit that's like positive and gonna you know that's why it was cool to see the spacex thing on like a terrible time in our life for that to go down and be like hey we're still exploring and doing things to better ourselves you can talk now (laughs) no i I absolutely agree the problem is a lot of the things that sort of give me anxiety or that stress me out because basically a lot of the news on on the internet is always very stressful but it's also there's nothing you can do about it so in a weird way i know this sounds weird because i'm not I'm not advocating for, like, ignorance is bliss when it comes to the news, but, like, yes, you should know everything on a local level, right? Like, local news is important because, it you know, it impacts you directly. But I think pretty much everything else, you, sh- you probably only really need to read the news, like, once a week. You know, just get the top stories because every news agency is trying to release the most salacious shit that's going to get you to click on the link. And when no bad news happens in your neighborhood, then they go oh, there was a car crash in the next neighborhood. And if nothing happens there, then, oh, there was a bus crash in Germany. So it's just like, here's some tragedy for you, and there's nothing you can do about it, right? That's not even the country you live in. You can't help. No, you can't do anything. Like, it's not to inform you. It's it's more so to have you click on shit and, and for people to make money. Like, that's like as fucking blatant as I can say it. And that's like the truth. No, it is the truth. It's not to let you know what's going on in the world. It's fucking so people make money. Like, and it's bullshit because, and you know what makes no money? Good news. 
And there's tons of good news all the time for random things, but it doesn't make money, so no one ever fucking knows about it, and we just live in a garbage world as far as people are concerned. And this is when Joy Bishop takes a dark turn, so let's... Yeah. <laughs> Again! Off into I like the sunshine the- with some music. <laughs> I like that we... <laughs> <laughs> we like dip there and then come back. Uh, okay, well, look, let's listen to another track, dude. Okay, positive energy. Because you know what? Music is the thing that uh, that keeps us going through these uh, it does. nonsense times, and uh, it really does, actually. And so here's a cool track. This is from Team Sweat Wave, who uh, is actually a collaboration of a bunch of artists, and this one is a remix. Uh, and it's a cool track, and it's got a big, long title here. So I'm going to read that in a second, but I'm going to tell you that it's brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters in the $10 Club. I'm talking about Albion Algorithm, Retro Serenade, Gary Heather, Andrew Benson, Knight of Ducks, Sarah Buchelman, The Patch Bay, and Renton Brax. You guys are all awesome. Hey, real quick. Yeah. Retro Serenade's one of my patrons. Well, give him a special shout-out then. Double shout-out, Retro Serenade. Me and Andy love you a lot. Yeah. Thanks for the support. Sweet dreams. Enjoy this. <laughs> Sweet dreams. Enjoy this track. Uh, this is Team Sweatwave. This is King and Queen, the Anders Enger Jensen 80s power ballad remix featuring Espen Craft. Holy smokes.
All right, and that was Team Sweatwave with King and Queen, the Anders Enger Jensen 80s power ballad remix featuring Espen Kraft. And I am back here with Droid Bishop, who is my co-host today on this lovely uh, episode 250 of Beyond Synth. I should point out that Team Sweatwave's album, Agents of Sweat, it's a combination of, uh, who is it? It's Yoru... I always say Yoru because he ends it with a Japanese symbol. Or Yoru, Turbo Knight, Dimmy K, Griff, and Polemic Heart. And then they all joined up and did this thing. And then there's a super group. I think there's also uh, remixes and contributions with like Ultra Boss and uh, some singers as well. And anyway, it's a cool thing. Team Sweat Wave. Keep sweating. Uh, go check it out. Anyway, I'm I'm here with uh, with Droid Bishop, man. We're just uh, having a gay old time. It's all good fun. Yeah, man. No, seriously, what everyone needs to do right now, if you're stressed out as a person, I know that I have alleviated my stress. Twice already in the bathroom. Yeah. (laughs) No one's home. Lowering social media time. Remember before social media when like you'd have chat things, but that's all it was. It was like chats, chat windows. You know what I mean? It wasn't news. It wasn't fucking political propaganda or bullshit. It was just fucking chatting with people. And that's pretty much what I use my Facebook for now. It's pretty much just for the messenger option. Like even on my phone, I don't have Facebook. I just have messenger. It makes you a lot happier. Yeah, I stopped going on Facebook. I I still have it because I need to get to my Droid Bishop Facebook page. Mm-hmm. Th- that, that's the thing. If it was up to me, I really wouldn't deal with a lot of social media stuff. But but because of my music stuff and the business I have, I have to work with some of those channels, and I'm not fighting that and but i don't use my personal facebook anymore that fucking layout every time i randomly see it because i have to go through it to get to my joy bishop page i'm like what what fucking layout is this now it just seems like a giant ad everywhere everything you look like i'm like what are all these new boxes like (laughs) and and all the bullshit like hey you've been friends with this person for three years we made this for you like that's creepy ass shit (laughs) <laughs> like you're telling me you give two shits about me and this person we know you don't give a fuck like this is for some other reason and can we just all get together and be like hey we know what you're what you're doing and we're either okay with it or not but we we see what you're doing so like on any level any any commercial this is me going back to the other side of my personality where i'm just kind of like anti the machine and it's like any fucking commercial any like bank commercial it's like showing a family choosing their house and like you know we we want you to pick the best mortgage for it's like you don't give a fuck about this family you know what i mean like this is all about selling your shit you don't give folgers <laughs> folgers in your cup the best part of waking up you don't give a shit i just love your targets like come folgers. on like can we can we just can we just get together and be like hey we know what you're doing and that's fine we'll we'll buy your product but we know what you're doing so just don't act like you care about us at all well there's just some products where you just go why are you advertising like you know when you see like coke advertised or mcdonald's or something it's like what are you doing like we all know yeah it's like we're gonna buy you (laughs) we're gonna buy you i drink coke you don't need to tell me that i want a cola i don't forget about coca-cola do you know what I mean? It's like you, yeah. can, you can never rat it, run an ad again for them, and I'm not going to be like, remember that syrupy drink? What was it <laughs> called? 
I drink one every day. It's fascinating to me. Like, there's just certain things where, like, why is this? Like, could you imagine, like, turning on the TV and just, like, porn, you should look at it. Like, just like, oh, thanks for the reminder. You know what I mean? Like, there's certain things that are just, like, these things advertise themselves. I forgot it was there. It's a weird surrender in a way when you think about, here's the way the world is going, and the algorithms are only going to get smarter. They're only going to be able to target things to you more accurately. And there's almost, like, this surrender aspect of just, just... Just give me the fucking thing and just stop sending me these weird ads or whatever. Like, just give me the thing. As creepy as it all is with Big Brother listening to everything you do and you say something and five seconds later you see an ad for that. I'm okay with, like, because I can't fight it and it's already happening and we live in 1984. You want to market me something that I actually like and show me a picture of, like, oh, here's a Die Hard t-shirt. That's fine. And I understand the algorithm knows me and it, it sent that to me. That's fine. I just can't stand, like, trying to be fake and, like, we care about you as a consumer and a person. Like, no, you don't. Just show me what I want and I know what you want. You want the money and I want the shirt. So, like, let's just call it a day <laughs> yeah. And Let's speak you know what I mean? Up. Everything's just trying to... Yeah, it's just like... Try, you don't need to coddle me here and be like, we care about you as a consumer and your feelings. It's like, no, you don't. Just give me the goddamn fucking Bill and Ted shirt and let's get the fuck out of here. <laughs> so, <you know? laughs> no, I agree with you. The, I mean, the main problem for me is just... It's just social media is the problem. Like, I think we've been living through an experiment. People don't understand what the internet is. People still don't. Really, like people don't use social media properly because a lot of the times when I with the things I see people complaining about or the things they're worried about, let's say we're talking about people who go who say like, oh, you can't say anything anymore. Right. Or you lose your job. And here's a secret for all you people. If this is a thing that stresses you out, you don't need to say anything publicly on your social media like you don't need to. It's not a requirement ever. This is the thing that I find just fascinating. So people like they're really concerned about like, oh, you know, you make the wrong joke and you lose your job. I'm like, would you have made that joke with a megaphone in the town square? Like, would you have done that? Because that's what you're doing. If you tweet your fucking personal political opinion or whatever, or you write it on your Facebook wall, you're not just saying that for your three buddies, like privately having a beer and sitting around. You're saying that for the world. And... You need to fucking be careful about what you say to the world because like you're you're going to face repercussions and it's not a private conversation. It's public. Yeah. It's the fucking world can see what you do. So you have to fucking think about what you say before you type it. Like you just have to. And that's like just common sense. Yeah, but I mean, people a lot of people are nonsensical. Yeah. <laughs> and there's that. <laughs> well, it's just true. It's just true. Like, you know, I wish it I wish it weren't true, but there are just a gang of stupid people. And there are so many tools now given to stupid people to say what they want and Yeah, yeah, no. I know. It's a little disheartening sometimes, but uh but look, man, I tell you what isn't uh disheartening and what is actually awesome is listening to cool music, all right? And so let's uh let's do some of that right now. I have uh, a cool track here from uh from an artist called Ajaton, A J A T O N, and um look, maybe I'll do a quick shout out as well to my awesome Donation of the Beast Pals in the trip 
Triple Six Club. Awesome people like Big Baby D, Andrew, Evan Allen, Christian Quello, Schneedle Woods, Ivan, Thomas Berg, Optimus Syme, Akio Nakasone, David Lavalle Jr., Electro Mechanic, Cat Punk, and Night Ride FM. You guys are all awesome. And now uh, check out this tune here. This is Agiton with Chrome Serpentis.
that was Agiton with Chrome Serpentis. Just fun to say. And that was uh, brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters in the Triple Six Club. I'm talking about cool people like Owen Magali, Caffeinated Pixels. Hey, we just mentioned them from earlier. And uh, Newmark, Abashed Pudding, Dobrotech, Dalton Bell, Replicant69, Trippy, Artificial, and Philip Back. You guys are pretty cool. And uh, and I'm back here. Uh, we're just chatting with Droid Bishop. And uh, we're just talking about stupid people and uh, how they... Uh, how they wreck everything. Just everything, every, like, thing that should be nice and cool, like s- some cool YouTube video or a song. Or, I don't like to comment or do things because, hey, it's a waste of my time and who fucking cares. But if I'm going to comment or like something, I'll like something or I'll comment, like, that was awesome. To go out of my way to be like, that sucked. Like, write that down, like, that was terrible. Or to thumbs down something that's merely a song if, if, if it might be some like terrible injustice thing or something like you know cats being murdered a thumb down okay <laughs> when people like dis- I the dislike, down i don't like this video well, you know when you dislike music yeah or comment like garbage i just don't understand that and that's so many people hiding behind something because tons of people who are trolls online they wouldn't say these things you don't go out of your way to shit on someone's like outfit in person you either say like hey i like that shirt you don't go you don't tell that person if you don't like that shirt like hey i don't like that shirt but online that same person might be like i don't like that shirt it's like fucking grow some balls and either say it in person or just shut your mouth because it doesn't fucking matter and all you're doing is creating noise and negativity and i i just i just don't like those people and there are so many of them and i encounter it even quote unquote fans that i deal with it's like you understand like how insulting your thing you just said to me was and like i just can't understand why they thought that might be a good idea to say something like that i don't know if you encounter these things oh yeah no i do i do but i think you do yeah 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 no of course and i give those people a thumbs down what i find fascinating is again it's like it's the same thing it's like people don't understand what social media is like when they post publicly because you just think translate this into a real world scenario just like you just did when you're like you're not going to insult people to their face and i treat the internet the same way i do like regular interactions with people if if someone does something i don't like but it's like like an artistic thing like you know people send me music that i i don't particularly think is great i don't say anything to them i don't like write back like dude this sucks like stop sending me music like I just yeah. hope in my in you know my heart I'm like okay well you know they're trying and uh, I hope they get better because I would like to feature their music and maybe they need some more time or whatever like I always I always think about the the ask because I'm always happy that people are creating any kind of art and if it's not my cup of tea you know I'm always I'd always just kind of keep it in the back of my head like oh maybe you know they will make something cool at some point you know they just need some time or they need to find their voice or whatever but just saying something sucks is useless. Like, it's just, it's useless. It's not, it's not constructive. It doesn't help people be better at what they do. In full disclosure, I will privately make fun of stuff that I don't like, but I will never say it to a person's face. A hundred percent. Like. A hundred percent. 
I, I don't like a lot of things and, and you know we talk privately and I think you're allowed to have an opinion and I have plenty of them and I think a lot of things are stupid or shit and you're allowed to think that way but to just shit on someone and 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 hurt them deeply and or to put yourself above people for your own agendas or whatever like I can't get on board with that and you know a lot of those things come from from jealousy and and random negative feelings that when you shit on someone publicly or something like that like you're unhappy on some level yes no you have to be i know it's a cliche to say that but it's so true but you know cliches are cliches for a reason it's fact it's fact like if, if you're supportive of things and you know you're more content with your own thing you don't need to be like insecure about if someone comes out with a great song and it is a great song I don't have to be like insecure and be like, oh, let me destroy that because I don't know what I I can do better. Like it's insecure people that like, or they don't understand something, so they shit on it. But yeah, you're you're completely unhappy with some aspect of your life if you want to damage or tarnish someone else's moment, you know, unwarrantedly. So I don't know. I think we agree on that. Yep. What? That the game we're playing, the <laughs> let's say things each other agrees with. Well, I would only talk to you if we agree on everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know. right, yeah, if you don't agree with me, uh, you can unfollow me, all right? But look, listen, I want to listen to some more music, okay? Sure. Here's a track we heard earlier from Dr. Digital. Now we're going to hear from Dr. Jinx, all right? And this track is brought to you uh, by my awesome Patreon supporters in the $10 Club. We're talking about Barry007, Matthew Lister, Tristan Waits, Will Lowe, Poly Digital, and Skunk Raider. And this is Dr. Jinx with Rescue.
And that was Rescue by Dr. Jinx. It's always important to listen to your doctors, all right? So we had two doctors this week, and uh, that track was brought to you uh, by my awesome Patreon supporters. Well, there's IP68 with the 808 and Binkley with the 786. You guys are pretty cool guys. And I'm back here with Droid Bishop. Howdy. Talking about shitty internet people saying dumb things. Yeah, it's a never-ending surplus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, a secret for you people if you're listening. If you actually... This cheesy as shit. But if you spread positivity, it comes back to you. Like, people will be more happy to know you and be around you. Like, I'm not saying, like, be one of those cheesy, like, big fake grin on your face constantly kind of people. But if you are, you know, like a pleasant person, people like to be around pleasant people. People don't like to be around whiners and complainers and fucking downers. Like, they just don't. I've not really, like, cut too many people out of my life, but there's certainly people who... You know, if it comes time to, like, hang out with them or talk to them, like, I have to consider in my head, like, all right, I haven't talked to this person in a while, but every time I do, like, it's a fucking downer, so here we go, you know what I mean? Like, you don't want to be that person. Yeah. Like, you don't have to be phony nice, but you can at least start by not being an asshole. Like, that's phase one. Like, it's, it's, you don't have to walk around like, hi, how's it going? Hi, you having a great Monday, 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 or whatever. Like, you don't have to be that. But no. you can at least be like, hey, instead of uh, calling that person an asshole, I just won't say anything. And uh, watch your world improve. I 100% support that. And positivity <laughs> on all levels is it comes back to you. It, it, it moves on to others. And do what we need to do personally sometimes you can't control everything or what other people are doing and you know whatever if that if those people want to say that stuff on the internet i can't stop them and i can like so why let it take me down because i got things to do and goals to reach and and positive energy is good for everyone and not fake stuff like you said but if you really believe it you know not some fake smile when you're just like clenching your teeth being like oh, I, hate, I hate this you know, i hate it. If you really believe something and, you know, positive stuff, it works. So just be positive and fight for yourself and for others and and put your positivity into your goals and in all your endeavors. And you will be pleasantly surprised as my co-host, main host, (laughs) Andy Synth, has told you. So shut up and do what he says. On that note, let's talk about all the movies we hate. No, positive energy. (laughs) (laughs) Have you not been listening? Because obviously on this show, I do sometimes, like, there's movies that I I trash and stuff like this. Most of the time, that's always directed at, like, the Hollywood machine. And so it's like, when you're criticizing a thing, you're criticizing the lifeless decisions made by a board of fucking directors to make this piece of entertainment. It's not the same as criticizing a small-time artist who you know puts a lot of heart into what they do. So it's like, I don't treat Star Wars the same way that I treat artists in the synthwave scene. You know what I mean? Because I'm aware, like, yeah, this is like, there's one person, you know, this lady's just making music by herself. and No, for sure. But even in the machine of Hollywood, the buck stops at that director and... You know, like there are plenty of directors. They're they're not the machine itself, but it's like, are you going to turn down a Star Wars movie to direct? Like most directors probably wouldn't turn that down, and even some with merit. And like, dude, Sam Raimi directed the Spider-Man movies. You know what I mean? Like, 
And Sam Raimi's a good director, in my opinion. I mean, I don't know about you. I'm not super into the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man stuff, especially like the last, the third one or whatever. Well, the third one's no good. I actually, I actually really like Spider-Man one and two. Uh, I'm a, I'm a big fan of those two, especially. I don't mind the first one. I don't. Well, I, I can't really remember the the second one too. I just, I'm so sullied by the the third one. I think. Um, but anyway, digressing, like, you know, someone like Sam Raimi or some, some director who's been given this giant corporate thing to delve in, you know, you can shit on the corporate machine all you want, but at the end of the day, you'd still be shitting on that director. And that director will read those reviews and be like, well, like, I tried my best. Yeah, but it also goes back to, like, the passion as well, because it's like, although Spider-Man 3 is a mess... You can also tell that, and I think I mean I think you can even watch like the behind the scenes things where like Sam Raimi talks about it, where like the corporate aspect was they forced him to put Venom in the movie, and he doesn't like Venom. You can tell his passion was more for like the characters from like the '60s Spider-Man, right? I mean, you know, because he's the Green Goblin and Doc Ock, and then he chose Sandman as the villain of the third one. When you force in another villain into a movie that already has, like, two villains, you just take screen time away and you just make a mess of a... Like, that movie's a mess. Well, that's why I can't get... And I'm going to upset a lot of people right now, probably. But that's why I can't... If you like it, I'm not shitting on you. But for me, I can't get into the Avengers stuff because there's too many characters to follow. And I'm just like, well, why do I care about anything? Because there's too many things going on. Yeah, no, no, I understand that. To me, that's why I personally can't get into it because there's too many things going on. It's like if there's too many parts of a song, like too many, like there's 18 synths going on at the same time, I can't hear everything. Now there's too much going on. And so, and I know those movies are highly rated and I know a gang of people out there is like, fuck this guy. What does he know? That's just my opinion. (laughs) (laughs) No, your opinion is valid and uh, I hear you. And uh, maybe this would be a good opportunity for us to, uh, to hear some more music. All right. So I want to listen to this track. Uh, It's by Mr. Creep. I don't often play covers, but um, I've been listening to this track, and I I do actually really dig it. And uh, so in in a very rare exception, I'm going to play a cover. And uh, it's brought to you by my awesome uh, Patreon supporters in the Triple Six Club, the Mark of the Beast. Uh, Of course, I'm talking about awesome people like Luke Timmermans, Alexandro Samaras, Zayon B, Tomasz Szymanek, Poo in an Alleyway, Lolshka. I think someone's changed their name and are trying to confuse me. Who is Lolshka? Who did you used to be? Anyway, uh, and then there's Joe Ozone, Ross Pentland, and Zychorax. You guys are all awesome. Thank you for your support. And now uh, check out this track. This is Mr. Creep featuring Glenda. This is a cover of Creep. Can't tell 
And that was Creep, performed by Mr. Creep, featuring Glenda, and that is, of course, a cover of the Radiohead track. I don't often play covers, but that one just, I just, I love that synth sound. It kind of reminds me of uh, some old Doctor Who episodes, and uh, yeah, so I I, I dig that. And I'm uh, back here with Droid Bishop, and we're just talking about the Marvel movies, and he's like, I don't know if I'm big into those, and you know, I'm going to say, personally, like, I, I do like... The Marvel movies, and I mean, I love superheroes and sci-fi and stuff, but the thing that's sort of been bugging me about all of these things is that I like nice standalone films, and the problem with Marvel is, like, even though there's some great movies in there, they all do sort of build on one another. And so it's like, if you really want to get the most out of Avengers Endgame Part 2, you have 21 other movies to watch before you get to that movie. And maybe that was my problem that I didn't see some of the earlier ones. Well, but that shouldn't be, that's not your problem. Like, your problem shouldn't be, I didn't love this movie because I didn't watch the other 20. There is something nice about standalone movies. Like, I, I don't like that everything has to be a series now. You know, like, anytime they start making any movie, it's always like, they have to put the back door in to make sure that uh, it can extend into a trilogy and then maybe seven part thing and I just wish, I was like, why don't you just make one movie, make sure it's fucking great and then if people really like it, then make part two. It's like everything now is always made with the idea that if this makes money, we're going to spin it off into like a ten movie series and that's the problem because then they're not focusing as much energy on just making part one great as they are just well, if we have a whole bunch of unanswered questions, then people will want to see the second one. And it's like, maybe people just want to see a fucking standalone movie where everything is resolved at the end. And they go, that was great. And then, you know, if three or four years later, there's the further adventures of fucking Space Nuts or whatever the fuck you're watching, like, then you'll watch another one because you liked what you saw before. I'm getting a little fed up of just that everything is to be continued all the time. It's same with TV. Like I was talking to my girlfriend the other day about like how many Ooh, shows. Ooh, girlfriend like, sitting in a tree. <laughs> um, anyway, <laughs> don't know what that was, but uh, uh, what was I talking about? Just shows like falling off the rails, and like it's like does anything can anything just be on an artistic merit anymore? And and you know I like to uh, use the British Office. And some Ricky Gervais shows as as a, a good example of like, yo, he made one or two seasons of something and was like, and like had a story in mind. And it, however long it took to tell that story, whether it was one season or two, that was that. And then he wrapped that and he moved on. But the fucking U.S. office was like a 20 seasons of like, how can we keep this going? Oh, Steve Carell's leaving? Let's bring in another boss. Like, blah, blah, blah. Like, how much more money can we milk from this? It's like, can't you just end it? Does everything need to be 9 to 20 seasons? Can't it just be something and you end it and you move on? It's just pretty frustrating. It's insulting to audience members like myself. It's like, you 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 think I'm just going to keep watching this because it has the same title and like you, you don't respect me? at all by ending it when it needs to end and you're wasting my time by even starting season five and being like wow this is terrible and why are these people suddenly a couple or whatever you know oh we got yeah 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 we'll fuck now because we're out of ideas well that's the thing because tv has it only has so many ways of reinvigorating especially if you have the same cast the main issue though that pisses me off it's not so much that things continue but it's that they always have to have these to be continued things so 
You always feel like you're missing something if you stop watching. Every season always ends with a cliffhanger for, like, whatever show you're watching. Because I think, you know, there was a few seasons of The American Office that are really great. It was, like, season two, three, and four, like, a really funny show. Like, and, and I, I was invested and in, But not the last couple seasons, right? I, even before Steve Carell left, I felt like, uh, this show is kind of spinning its wheels. And then, like, when he was gone, I just didn't like the show. But I really liked the first part. There's so many shows like this. Where they start out good and go weird. There's tons of shows start out good and and you just run out of ideas because it was only supposed to survive this long. You know, it's like the Nexus Six, bro. You only got four years on that model, and then they die, <laughs> and that's all that they get, and that's all that needs to happen. Anytime we can get a Blade Runner metaphor out of this. Well, think about that. If it was like Baddie getting some more years, and that movie didn't end with the tears in the rain, and then it just went on. That wouldn't be a good movie. Fucking, it's just, it turns into a sitcom. It's just him, like, trying to get girlfriends. Yeah, like, Batty doing stand-up now. <laughs> yeah. okay. Batty know. doing stand-up. Uh, more tunes. Do you want to, uh, do you want to debut a, a Droid Bishop track, or what? Yeah, let's do this. I'm going to give you two titles, and you pick the one that you want to premiere, and we'll play that one. Sounds good. All right, your first title is... Future Noir. Your second title is Electric City. Interesting. Let's do Future Noir. How about that? Sounds good. Hit it.
And that was Future Noir by Droid Bishop. A nice little premiere because that album doesn't come out for a little while. And I'm joined right now with uh, Droid Bishop. He's been uh, chatting with me on this episode of Beyond Synth. Co-hosting. So tell me about uh, this album coming up. You got any, uh, you got some stuff to say about it? I think it sounds good and I worked hard on it. And it's uh, 14 tracks straight from the Bishop's heart. And, uh, yeah, I started working on it pretty much the day that I, I it's, all, it's a habit of mine to like, you, whenever you finish something or you put something out, you immediately start on the next thing. I don't rest on like the laurels of my previous work. So I started working on this the day I released my last album, Rebirth of the Machine last year. And, um, I think like I was going to take some more time, but the whole lockdown thing kind of pushed me into, well, let's just get this done. And, you know, in a little morbid sense, you don't know if you're going to get sick and if you're one of those, if you're going to be one of the example peoples and die, Mm. you know, like that's just how I think sometimes. And no, tomorrow is not promised to any of us. So just trying to bang through it quickly and finish it up and not rushing anything if it's not good, but knowing that I'm sure you understand, like we can procrastinate a lot. Like, well, you know, I'll get to that editing later and let me watch this show real quick. And so just trying to get, get those things out, you know, out of my peripheral vision and just do what I needed to do. So I think it's going to be cool. And it will be out in late August or early September. Just waiting on the masters. And uh, yeah, looking forward to it. The album is called Music. Just because there's too much emphasis on what you're doing and is it synthwave or what kind of music you're making. And I, I just I just want to make music. So whatever it is, that's what it is. And those are my two cents. <laughs> Well, nice, dude. I look forward to it. You know, all joking aside, you are one of my favorites, and... uh, Oh, I appreciate it. I have a short list. I know this is, like, not a very artistic way of phrasing it, but of reliable artists, and those are people who I can just depend on to make good music. Well, I appreciate being on that list. That's a nice compliment. Like, when you say, like, hey, I've made a new song, and you, like, send it to me, like, I know before I press play, I'm like, I'm gonna like this. And that's a great feeling because there's like some people, I mean, there's even, you know, big bands. Like when I think about my favorite bands when I was a kid or that came out with like some great tracks, like, you know, like Depeche Mode's my favorite band. But even when they come up with a new album, like every three years, I'm not guaranteed to like what they do. Now it's cool that they always try and experiment with new sounds and, and grow and change and evolve. Like that's perfectly fine. But sometimes they can go in weird directions where I'm like, okay, I'm not feeling this. Totally. So I'm, I'm trying to word this carefully because I'm not suggesting that that's not what <laughs> people who I find reliable do because obviously Rebirth of the Machine, your last album, it was pretty different from some of the stuff that you had made before and there was a lot more like vocal tracks, but there were, it was a fun album and it was good. And even though it was different than your previous stuff, I just knew going in, oh, this is going to be good. And it was good and it was also surprising as well. Yeah, I appreciate that. And I think it's important to experiment and do what you need to do uh, as an artist and you know always progress but i think that you have a responsibility to approach everything with the same integrity of striving to make this the best thing that you've made you might not you might not succeed and and people might not like something as much as something else but you know the reliable thing i appreciate that because you can rely on me to at least be putting my best foot forward in the direction that I'm going with at that moment. 
Do you know what I mean? I, for me personally, I can't stand still and do the same thing and also try to compete with other people that are doing something that's like, well, they're already doing that and they're doing that well, so why would I try to muddy up the airwaves with like just a clone of it or you know what i mean like there's a lot of directions people can go in but i I think as long as you're reliable in like it it, whether you think of tarantino or not i can always rely that like what that his movie's going to be like the script's going to be well worked on and there's going to be substance put into that movie whether or not i like it as much as something else like i can always rely on a tarantino movie to be like something more than other people put into their work if that makes sense yes yeah i I feel you and i appreciate the kind words of reliability (laughs) (laughs) well i mean i guess it just goes to you know because some of my favorite tracks of yours you know they, they they evoked like a certain mood and stuff and then when rebirth of the machine came out it was like some of my favorite tracks were tracks that made me feel a way that wasn't uh, like the normal sort of droid bishop vibe. I mean, like some of the vocal ones that I would end up like singing along to and like dancing with and stuff, you know? And that's always like a cool thing because I, I wasn't prepared for that to be my experience of it. But like through the night, that uh, that ended up being like one of my favorite songs on the album. That and Mirrors of Escher. I play that song a lot. It's a great song to just kind of move to. I just love the vibe of it. Well, that's cool. You know, you never know. Reliability is one thing, but but predictability is not something I want to be involved in. You know what I mean? Like, hey, thank you. I'm gonna I'm gonna steal that. Yeah, reliable to like I said, like, well, I I know this guy's gonna bring quality or something, or or at least that's the goal. I never want to phone anything in. I never want to be like that's good enough. But just in the predictability sense, like you to make something like that, that song you just mentioned, like, oh, you didn't expect that one to make you feel that way or so I, I like I like to be reliable and not predictable. That's my that's my new motto, which you helped build today. Yeah, that's great. I'm gonna steal it. I'm stealing that for sure. Uh let's listen to another track and then maybe we can wind this down, eh? We've been talking for a long time. Yes, my tummy's growling. I would like to eat something. Here's a here's a track from uh Tenalock. Uh this one's called Punch Me in the Face very softly and uh we're gonna listen to that right now. How romantic <laughs>
And that was Punch Me in the Face, very softly, by Tenelock. And, uh, and that's a fun track, and I'm, I'm back here with Droid Bishop. We've been talking for a long time today. You've been co-hosting with me, but now we can wind this down because we've been talking for a long time. Yes, let us wind it down and uh, venture off into our own worlds, as we've done many times before. But it's always nice to it's always nice to hear from you. I enjoy chatting with you. Oh, likewise. Thanks for having me on. It's uh, I feel like I'm uh, one of the old boys from the old days, the original Droid Bishop uh, episode uh, six. Teen was it? Sixteen, I think. Sixteen. It took you that long to get me on. Well, it was just season two. Remember, because I only used to do fifteen a year, so that was uh, you were you were the oh, first yeah. episode of season two, I think. Yeah, because there was a skit at the beginning. There was fifteen more important people. There was a skit at the beginning with like Vincenzo Salvia and Adam was like playing a cop, and I mean you weren't involved in that part, but uh, it's fun going down memory lane. It's fine, I don't actually listen to your show. <laughs> oh, memories. <laughs> Uh, anyways, man, well, listen. It's been good. It's been uh, it's been six years, right? Six about seven years, I think. Actually, it's been a while. Yeah, time flies, man. If you think about it, just to wind it down, I know this is weird, but like when you think about the time, like seven years ago, like we're talking about making music and some of the older tracks, and sometimes I find myself like li- hearing something, like maybe from some someone, another synth artist, or some little synth thing. Doesn't matter if it's from the 80s or now. And for a moment, it will give me that feeling like I had six, seven years ago when you're kind of first getting into this world and you know you're delved into all the facebook groups and all the things and and how exciting and new that was and 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 how you don't realize when you're in it but how farther away you get from the you know it's like the first kiss the first love feeling you have like you're you're not going to have that like later when you like you're married to someone for 50 years or whatever but uh i don't know where i'm going with this but i know it's somewhere <laughs> And this has been great. It's today. just crazy I to just, think that it's it's well, it's seven years. It's just weird to think that, and some moment in time has put me on this trajectory of like a full blown universe of like Droid Bishop is like a huge part of my life, and if not like my main part of my life, that kind of started as something fun and not. not I don't like to say goofy, but something maybe more imaginative and not taken as seriously that. I have molded into a serious career path, if you will. That's something I never would have thought. You know, I thought I was going to be in a metal band when I was a kid or whatever, but here we are. And you can plan for the future and have these dreams, but they get altered. And it's important to listen to the universe when it kind of tells you, like, hey, just kind of keep going down this road. And I don't know, it's weird to think seven years later, here we are still talking. And yeah, well, I mean, it's amazing. I honestly thought I was going to end up making, like, silly comedy videos and stuff. Like, that's what I want. Well, that's what I was doing at the time. And I remember thinking, like, I was going to make a joke podcast where, like, we're all playing characters and it's like a fake radio station and all this stuff. Like, I went through so many different things, trying things out. And I still consider myself, like, I want to make short films and TV and movies and stuff. Like, I do want, like, that's where my, my artistic passion is. But... Like you say, like if I could tell myself, you know, all those years ago, like, hey, you know, uh, the thing that you're going to make that's going to seem to resonate with people is like a radio show where you like talk to musicians and talk about Goldeneye and stuff. 
Not that that's why people tune in, but that's what I do. <laughs> Whether they like it or not. Yeah, and then and, and people are going to support this, and I still really do enjoy it, and I think the thing is, it's like, because music, I mean, I, I, was, I was saying this last week, but it's like, music is the most important art to me for fueling my creativity and my imagination and so even though i express my art differently like i'm not a musician i've made some weird music in the past but like that's not what i how i see myself so to me i'm like i I i'm more like a visual kind of storyteller kind of guy but music is the thing that fuels that for me and it's so important yeah it's weird to talk about art like fuel but it's just so important to me and so like that energy is always going to be there to seek out more music and i love talking to people and i love talking to creative people and i love fostering relationships with people like i've always been like a social guy that way i'm not getting from social media what i used to get from just talking on the phone with people yeah. and that's kind of what i get through doing this show because chatting with people and talking to people again it's like it's even more fuel for me it's like i get energy from other people who are passionate about their creativity Mm. you know what i mean so like when i talk to someone like you who you make music because because you have to you know what i mean it's like i'm going to be making music and even before when you say i thought i'd be in a metal band but the point was you always knew music was going to be coming out of you some way yeah it doesn't matter what it is and you know and, and i'll take this as far as i can take it but, you know, in, when I'm 50, 60 years old, who knows what I'll be doing. I know it will be music right? on some level. But as as much as sometimes I think the world, the scene that this is and the synth world, synth wave world and kind of this nostalgic world, I do have certain issues with it. I also think that it's changed my life. And, you know, like obviously we, we continue having a like a friendship throughout the years and Troy Bishop pays my life pretty much like I through Spotify and through merchandising and I'm able to live and and do things and 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 reach higher and higher and try to strive for more things but through all the bad things in any sort of scene or whatever the fucking word is I don't know I'm, I'm super thankful that we're still here doing this and people are still seemingly listening seemingly yeah <laughs> so yeah thanks to all you guys out there yeah of course i mean obviously we wouldn't be able to do uh what we're doing without them and i think right now i mean i've had a lot of people write me the same sort of sentiment which is that that this stuff is important to them to sort of uh get through uh things and as music is that important to me i mean like every day i put on some music and i put the headphones on and I just sort of squeeze them to my head, you know, and I just sort of get lost in, yeah. in, in the tunes. And, and so it is, it's important to me and it's important to the people who listen and, uh, yeah. So it's a big uh, feedback loop, big shout out and thanks to, you know, not just the, the Patreons of the world, but all the fans, all the, the people who support music and support us personally and things that we do because we can't do this without anyone listening or caring and, you know we have a responsibility to keep creating good content for y'all so we shall strive for greatness well what a lovely sentiment let's uh, let's end the show on that all right so uh 
Everybody listening, uh, thanks for tuning in. This was Beyond Synth episode 250. So that's a milestone, I guess. Hell of a number. uh, If you want to support the show, you can go to patreon.com slash beyondsynth or go to uh, just beyondsynth.com and there's a PayPal option there too if you want to donate that way. It's all good. Keeps the lights on in the studio. Keeps the show going. And of course, follow and listen to the awesome music of Droid Bishop at droidbishop.org. Dot org? It's dot net slash edu. <laughs> Sorry. Is there an org? Is there a dot org? Don't go to any of those sites. No, org Org is for like uh, charities and stuff. Yes, org. Um, don't go to that. Just go to Instagram <laughs> if you got it. I got links there. At Droid Bishop. Twitter, Instagram, all the good stuff. You know, I love social media so much. <laughs> it's uh, great for the soul. It's good for personal growth. Yeah. Uh, But on that note, thanks, Andy, for having me. And thanks to all y'all out there. And enjoy the rest of your lockdown experience. May you find peace and love and joy. (laughs) That's a perfect way to end this. All right. See y'all later, everybody. See y'all later. See See y'all later. See (laughs) y'all. See y'all. See y'all. Org. Thanks for listening. If you enjoy the show, please consider supporting it by going to patreon.com slash beyondsynth or visit beyondsynth.com and click on support the show. Beyond Synth is made possible by the awesome Patreon supporters. Don't forget to follow Beyond Synth on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher. Live broadcasts can be heard weekly on Twitch at twitch.tv slash beyond underscore synth. Have a lovely week.